Hey now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new edition of Over the Line, and I will tell you as I did yesterday, it was a struggle to get this show started. I don't know what my deal is, what it has been as of late. I think I think what's going on is I have extreme uh, ADD because I've obviously got to consume a lot of the the goings on, a lot of the news that's that's happening in real time, and I easily easily get distracted as I'm trying to do it. Uh, it's why I always have to, to to get the show ready before, like right before the show. I try to do it the night before, or at least get some stuff together the night before, and it never happens. I mean, I may I may ha- see something the night before that I store in my head until the next day, but there's never any real preparation. I think I've done it one time. I've still got the notebook here. I haven't I haven't done this in like two months. I should do more of that, but I don't because uh, I'm uh, I'm broken. I'm a broken person. All right, man, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Y'all ready for this? We're going to start off with Michigan and and what has happened in Wayne County. Wayne County overnight. Yesterday was a roller coaster for Wayne County. And let me kind of lay the groundwork for what happened over the course of just a few hours. We had gotten word that... Wayne County was not going to certify their numbers because of major discrepancies and the the possibility that they had more people uh, that that uh, they had more votes of people that showed up to vote than actual people that showed up to vote. And most of us realize that's a big problem. (laughs) That's enough reason to stop certification of of the votes now keep in mind when counties and states certify their vote in in the grand scheme that that's not the end okay so there's still plenty with all the legal challenges out there there's nothing that uh, a certification is really going to stop it's simply a process that you have that that democrats are trying to push through because they know this election is stolen so their number one goal is to get this thing wrapped up, make it official, have the electors cast their vote, and get it over with. So at that point, nothing else can be done, and Joe Biden is your president. They don't understand with all these outstanding legal challenges, that stuff's going nowhere. So uh, th- this whole oh god, we got to hurry up, but we we we've got to we, we've got to prove something. We we've got to get a court ruling ASAP. L- listen. Yeah, I need y'all to calm down. I, it, the, if you are looking for Donald Trump to emerge victorious from this thing, the one thing you need to know outside of just keeping the faith is be patient, okay? Be patient. These guys have got everything under control, I assure you, and we are seeing evidence come out, more evidence come out day after day after day, so as each day passes, it doesn't make the situation look more bleak. It actually is quite the opposite because more information comes out. Again, it's why Democrats are pushing so hard to get this thing over with because they know with each passing day, more evidence emerges. And 
That's what we present you on this show. That's why you watch this YouTube channel. It's why you listen to this podcast. Am I right? That's right. Okay, so we're going to start off with what happened in Wayne County, Michigan. Now, there's going to be two, technically four players in this scenario of the non-certification, and then later they did certify those numbers. And I'm going to explain how that all transpired. You had two, two canvassers for Wayne County that stood up and said, there's too many irregularities here. We need to get this sorted out before we move forward and certify these votes. And so word spread quickly across all the platforms, especially in conservative circles. Oh, my goodness. They actually stopped it. The president even tweeting out that they stopped it and that it was brave of them to do that, so on and so forth. Then it was just a matter of an hour later, we learned that they, in fact, did certify those numbers. So it left a lot of us asking, well, what the, what the heck happened in an hour that made them reverse that decision? They didn't get to the bottom of all these discrepancies. They didn't get to the bottom of all of this, this, this shady stuff that seems to be voter fraud. Here's what happened. After I did some research, I found the the Zoom call with the canvassers, and there's two people on uh, on this Zoom call that literally intimidated not just the canvassers, the two canvassers that stood up, but intimidated their family, threatening basically to dox them and and put them and their children in danger. Now, this is what Democrats do. I know it seems shocking on its face, but this is this is nothing new. They they try to destroy you if you don't go along with what they want you to go along with, and especially if it's something this important to them. I just read on Scott Bayo, you know, Scott Bayo, the actor, that because of his support for this stuff, he's been doxxed. His children's school's been doxxed. His church, the country club, his family attend, all been doxxed because of his political support. It's what they do. There's plenty of people that have fallen victim to this. I'm sure I will fall victim to it at some point, but I don't really care. We here in uh, Alabama, you know, if somebody tries to uh, threaten our, our family or put any of our loved ones in danger, we'll just shoot you in the face. Simple as that. So back to the Zoom call, you had a guy. We'll start with a guy by the name of Ned Stabler. He is a failed Democrat candidate, but a current Wayne County board member uh, of of the canvassers. So he's one of the board members that oversees the canvassers for Wayne County. I, I'm not going to get too deep into the inner workings about how how the uh, it happens on the county level. But I saw this clip, which was posted by uh, a a prominent conservative on Twitter. And by the way, as much as big tech has been a thorn in our side, I got to say, Twitter, at this moment in time, for what we're dealing with, has been one of the best tools for me to be able to get the word out to you. So here is Ned Stabler. Board member for canvassing in Wayne County. This is what he is saying. He is speaking directly to the two canvassers that said there's too much shady stuff going on here. We need to take another look at this 
before we certify these numbers. Um, we also know that the Secretary of State and the Attorney General have already uh, tweeted out that your legal arguments are rubbish and you're going to lose in, when it comes to court. So we're not worried about that uh, at all. I'm also not worried about any of your, oh, things are, are bad so we can't certify arguments because that's just ridiculous. You certified in August when they were worse, less than 50% of the ballots were recountable. Now over 72% are. Uh, 58% of them were even balanced when it was less than 30% last time. So it's doubled. It's gotten way better. By the way, has any of you guys ever been berated at 10 frames per second? Because this may be the only time it happens to you, but here it is. Here we are being berated at 10 frames per second. Because the Secretary of State actually jumped in and did her job, unlike you. But I know it's not going to change your opinion. Um, you talked about not certifying Detroit even though you acknowledge that Livonia, a city, by the way, I know you know is 95% white, had bigger variances than Detroit, which is 80% black. We understand, and you now added your name. So I, I'm not going to try to change your mind. I just want to let you know that the Trump stink, the stain of racism that you, William Hartman, and Monica Palmer have just covered yourself in is going to follow you throughout history. Your grandchildren are going to think of you like Bull Connor or George Wallace. Monica Palmer and William Hartman will forever be known in southeastern Michigan as two racists who did something so unprecedented that they disenfranchised hundreds of thousands of black voters in the city of Detroit because they were ordered to. Probably, I know, Monica, you think Q told you to do it or some other crazy stuff like that. But just know when you try to sleep tonight that millions of people around the world now on Twitter know the name Monica Palmer and William Hartman as two people completely racist and without an understanding of what integrity means or a shred of human decency. You, The law isn't on your side. History won't be on your side. Your conscience will not be on your side. And Lord knows, when you go to meet your maker, your soul is going to be very, very warm. This is what the left does. This is, this is the attacks that they... They bring upon you if you do not go with what they say. You are a racist. You are a bigot. You are an embarrassment to not just your country, but your family. These are the people. These are the people that are running the legitimacy of these votes, okay? Now, on its face, and I, I actually, where I predicted a landslide in in. Uh, in this election, I underestimated how much voter fraud would happen, but I still stick by my prediction that this was a landslide victory for Trump, because once the truth is revealed, we will find out that is actually true. Um, it, it is, in on its face, something we talked about in the sense of this is such a polarized election where there's always one side or another. You're going to be hard-pressed to find anybody that is like, meh, I mean, Trump's all right, Biden's all right, I really don't care. You're not going to find anybody like that. It's one extreme or the other. People that really support Trump or really support Biden. So the question becomes, where do you find people that are neutral on the whole thing to protect the integrity of the elections? Maybe you can find a handful of people 
but the chances of you going with the people that you've used in the past over the past couple years or the past couple decades, they're going to have this kind of attitude. They're going to be to the extreme on one side or the other. And in this case, the people that are extreme left are the most dangerous to the validity of the elections. Now, that was one of the board members, the the canvassing board members, that berated those two canvassers about them questioning the the certification of the vote. Then you go over here. I found this on uh, Gateway Pundit. This is a Democrat state rep elect, okay? He just won his election. He uh, won because he was not running against anybody. He was the only person on the ballot. He wasn't even running against anybody that was trying to go as a a write-in. So he had no competition, and he had no... No real stake personally in in any of the races because he was going to win either way. But his name is Abraham Ayash, 26-year-old Democrat state representative elect. He is um, he follows the guy you just saw, Ned Stabler, in berating these two canvassers and even putting out a threat towards their children. Now, I want you to listen to what he says. Let's move down here and find that actual video. Of course, they put it all the way at the bottom. Can I get all this other crap out of my way? I hate when websites do this. Okay, here he is. Um, Wayne County, Michigan. Check this guy out. One quick point. So... Uh, I am. I was on the ballot, and I'm the state rep elect for House District Four, and we have been without a state representative since March 29th, because my friend and state representative passed away from COVID-19. Now, your refusal to certify the election today, despite me not having any challenger on the ballot for the partial term, despite having no one filed to run as a write-in, will continue to deny the people of House District Four of Hamtramck and Detroit that is majority black to have a voice in the state legislature. Now, Ms. Palmer, you mentioned how you want to change that the laws have to be changed by the legislature. I can tell you this much. Let me go to Lansing and we'll get to work. Now, let me be also very clear about this. The party that you are a part of had complete control over our state government for eight years, and they did not do a single thing. So while you may show us your caucasity today in refusing to uh, certify the election and making note that you are okay with certifying all of Wayne County except Detroit. Know that we see what's happening. This is this is a term that you may have not heard before, but you'll be hearing it a lot in the future. Your caucasity, okay? That is your whiteness dictating your decisions. Your caucasity portraying your racism upon the rest of America, upon the rest of Wayne County. You'll, you'll, you'll get called that soon, don't worry. Know that there is nothing other than Jim Crowing that is going on right now and recognize the facts. The Republican Party's major candidate has sued over 25 times across the country and he fit. 
Know the facts. You as the board of canvassers do not decide who are, who is to be elected. The voters do. Know the facts. You are standing here today telling folks that black Detroit should not have their votes counted and know the facts. You are certainly showing that you are a racist. You may say that you are not. You may claim that you are not, but let's be very clear. Your words today and your actions today made it clear that you are okay with silencing the votes of an 80% African-American city. And what that tells us is you, Miss Monica Palmer from Gross Point Woods, which has a history of racism, are deciding to enable and continue to perpetuate the racist history of this country. So what, what he's saying here is that if you do not do what we tell you to do, we will, in fact, make sure not just Wayne County, not just the state of Michigan, but the entire country knows you to be a bigoted racist, and we will ensure that you go down in history as a racist that tried to, in a very Jim Crow way, disenfranchise black voters. That's what he's saying. But he didn't stop there. He went on to basically threaten the children of these two canvassers. Check them out here. And what that tells us is you, Miss Monica Palmer from Gross Point Woods, which has a history of racism, are deciding to enable and continue to perpetuate the racist history of this country. And I want you to think about what that means for your kids who probably go to Gross Point North. And when they see all their black classmates and they know that I want, what that tells uh, us. I want you to think about what that means for your kids. Let me go ahead and put out there what school they go to. And, and what's going to happen to your children when they run into their black classmates after we tell their black classmates that they come from an extremely racist family that was trying to silence black voices, trying to silence black voters. That's what we're up against. Now, for a group of people that legitimately won an election, they should have no worry. They should have no concern. They shouldn't have this kind of hatred spewing out of them towards people that are simply looking for transparency. If you know in your heart you legitimately won the election, you want to allow these people to do their thing, to look through the votes, do whatever you want to do. Because at the end, we know we won, and once you find out that we won, we'll be able to do a victory dance on your candidate's grave. That's what people that know they won the election would do. But not these people. They demand that this election be stripped of transparency. They demand you shut up and accept their results. And you abide by their rules. Um, we sprinkle in a little bit of, oh, let's all unify now. They want you to unify with the people that have been calling you racist for four years. And, and don't get me wrong. 
They're not going to stop. When they call for unity, they're not going to stop calling you racist. They're not going to stop treating you like you're subhuman. Their definition of unity is submission. Submission is what they mean when they say unity. They want you to submit to their way of life. They want you to submit to their 47 genders. They want you to submit to their version of science. They want you to submit to not having Thanksgiving with your family or Christmas with your family. That's what they mean by unity. They just use a different word for it. That's what we're up against. That's why the actual results being brought out into the light are so very important. This whole gimmick about Joe Biden saying, I'm going to be a president for Democrats and Republicans, the people that did and didn't vote for I'm a I'm a president for everybody. Joe Biden's a president for nobody. And that's why you don't hear conservatives attacking Joe Biden at this point. Because Joe Biden is a pawn. Joe Biden's a pawn that doesn't even know he's being used right now. If anything, conservatives have sympathy for Joe Biden. They feel sorry for Joe Biden. They've watched over the past two years the elder abuse that's been committed against Joe Biden. He's really not the bad guy here. Is he a horrible politician? Does he have a mildly racist past? Yes, those things are true. But conservatives still have sympathy for this guy because they see exactly what's going on. It's people like these guys that are going to be calling the shots. It's people like Kamala Harris and the squad and the far-left Democrats in Congress. The Nancy Pelosi's. They're calling the shots. Not these guys. But just to double down on why we know why the, the reason we know these guys are being so hateful and, and dramatic and so pushy about finalizing these elections, every day we get new information. Now, I came across Heather Mullins, who works for Real America's Voice. Now, uh, there's two or three news channels out there that I think people are starting to discover as they leave Fox News. Fox News ratings are crashing, and it's it's sad because there's still some good people on the, those channels. And, and where I used to watch a lot of it, as well as NBC, MSNBC and CNN, I, I don't watch anything else on that channel besides Tucker and maybe a little bit of Hannity. Hannity's a little much for me, but... I watch Tucker. I like Tucker a lot. Um, but I find myself watching a lot of OAN, a lot of Newsmax, and, and these guys are the real MVPs right now because their investigative reporters are on the ground doing the work, and this Heather Mullins is one of them. She started a thread over or, or as of yesterday where she... Let me scroll down to make sure I get this. Um... She is in Georgia chasing these recounts to see exactly what's going on. It seems she's in um, Floyd, Fayette, and I guess Walton County. Now, the videos she has here are from Floyd County, Georgia. And 
as they're doing as they're doing the recount, having a full day of rescanning and, and, and counting, and then even Dominion software ta- techs doing uh, troubleshooting on the machines to see what what exactly went wrong as they find all these new ballots. She's documenting every bit of it. And I'm going to go through some of these to try to give you the full story because it gets confusing. Um, let's see. We'll start here. This was uh, about 24 hours ago. She said, Floyd County, Georgia, the hand recount found 2,700 extra votes. Dominion Tax requested rescan of provisional ballots, uh, provisional and absentee ballots from this precinct. Those are currently being scanned. A number should be released within the hour. They also mentioned 7,000 votes that were not published. Now, back to back, two days in a row, we found boxes of 2,000 plus ballots that were never counted in the first place. Both boxes lean towards Trump. That seems to be happening a lot. And as they're doing this recount and and allowing observers to kind of snoop around and see what's going on, this is going to continue to happen. But as she goes on, she posted about, uh, is still in Floyd County, Georgia. Officials look for a box with 10 more batches after they thought they were done rescanning. Again, she's videoing every bit of this, and I'm, I'm saying that because of the people listening to the audio version. You can't see what we're, uh, what we're showing on YouTube right now. Then she gets in the, the, the room where they're, they're handling the ballot. She said, after a full day of rescanning, counting, and software tax troubleshooting, election officials, while very transparent, still had no answer to what caused the 2,700 votes to go uncounted. Dominion Tax said they could not comment. So here is that video. You can see in the back Dominion Voting Systems, their technicians are there, and they have barred them from talking to the media whatsoever, which should be bothersome for a whole lot of people. Let me set this up real quick because i got too much going on here. But this is election officials, uh, tech people, and... Who else did I say? I don't want to confuse myself here. Full day of rescanning, counting, and software tax troubleshooting with election officials who were very transparent but had no answers to why missing ballots are just showing up out of the blue. We'll probably go to Gross Point North. Let's see. We still got something going on here. We got to get rid of all this. This is what happens when we do this stuff on the fly. Let's try it one more time. Do we have a reason, explanation why those votes? So there's no, like, concrete, just to get it on the record, there's no concrete explanation as to how those 26, 2,700 votes were not counted by the machine in the first place? We don't know. I mean, we can't. But look at them all just staring at each other. We don't really know. We just, they just didn't get counted. We, it's, just, it's only the most important election in a lifetime. We, but we just we just don't know. They're not in there anywhere. So we don't know why they didn't get scanned in there. So have the D- Dominion tech guys that have been troubleshooting here all day been able to figure out why they weren't in there? They're not allowed to comment. They're not allowed to comment. And you're not allowed to tell me you're right there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> They're... <laughs> 
<laughs> she said, he said, they're not allowed to comment. And then he's like, you're not allowed to stand there. You're going to back up a little bit. <laughs> do you notice, for those of you watching, do you notice the wringing of the hands while she asked these questions? I, I'm no body language expert, but that tells me that they are very worried about something. They're just... But as of right now, you can also not confirm that it was a memory card or anything of that nature as well, right? Because that hasn't been confirmed, to my knowledge, by anyone here. I don't think it was a memory card. I, I can almost... Do you? I don't think it was a memory card. So it wasn't... We, we can rule out we memory card. We can rule card. out a memory card that wasn't scanned. Yeah, okay, it seems like it's human error. It seems like it, but what what's the evidence that would indicate it would be a human error issue? ballots didn't transfer over like they should have and that could have been dealing with how whatever program or program but at this point we really don't know so that's why could it also to... potentially be a software issue we're not going to speculate at this point but you just said it could potentially be a yeah. human error yeah. that yeah. was speculation yeah. correct so that's why you're, you're so then it could these types of different questions i'm we just really trying to get you... I know yeah. Trying yeah. To yeah. we really don't have it pinpointed okay. right now like that's fine. I, I, we want to be able to give you the exact answer on, on what happened. Absolutely. I, I'm not able to do that right Okay. Right. Fair enough. Thank you for that. I realized I, realize I was just speculating, but, you know, we can't really speculate that uh, <laughs> these guys, these guys are so nervous to have reporters in there watching what they're doing. Why is that? That could, should concern each and every one of you. Back to Floyd County, Georgia. Heather Mullins tweets, I do, I do want to note the board member I spoke with, John Scott, who was running most of what went on today, is not the election director, but in charge, uh, not, not the election director in charge, but was very transparent. The uh, election director was allegedly quarantining and unable to be reached by phone today. Another odd circumstance we have here. But, hey, that's neither here nor there. On to the next one. Uh, she posts about being in Walton County, Georgia. A third county joins Floyd and Fayette County in discovering uncounted ballots. All three counties netting President Trump more votes and shrinking Joe Biden's narrow lead in the state and raising more concerns about the accuracy of the election so three counties finding undiscovered ballots why is that here's another video i don't have a lot of context to this one but heather mullins posts this as that same election director or the guy that's filling in for the election director is digging through boxes in another one of these offices check this out So originally, you had said that was the end of it. So what changed? The, the count. I mean, it's, I know that there are 10 of the batch sheets. So, so you're missing batches? No. Now, now a, a little bit of context, because we're doing this out of order. This video here is from earlier, before she was talking to the three guys that said they couldn't speculate. 
this was from before, and so this is what happened where that that spurred her questions to the three guys that you just heard. I gotta get the box. Oh, okay. They're in one, two, three. They just didn't turn. See how that one's turning and tells me where it is. So we didn't we didn't pack our stuff up. Like sure. Yeah. Okay, so I thought when you guys had finished completing that box in the other room, you said that was the last of the ballots. I thought so, too. You thought so, too? Yeah. And then is it the numbers they're getting to suggest that you're missing some, or...? Yeah, so no, I mean, it's not lining up, but we also know that they're here. Is it like a precinct missing, or like no, what...? No, 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 no. The, the ten batches, we know they're 26, and... When we broke the admin down and did did the RLA, we put them into 26 batches. Yeah. And my uh, my things are only 11 through 26, so I know. 11 through 26. Okay, so you're missing 11 batches. Yeah, I'm miss I gotta find my cans. Okay. Trying to figure out what's going on. Watching these election officials, officials with their spaghetti noodle arms, pick up these large boxes of ballots is it's funny in itself, but. You see, and she claims in in her her tweet her tweet that the guy is being extremely transparent. So we'll just give him the benefit of the doubt. But they're continuing on video to find more boxes of ballots after they allegedly thought they were finished, which turns out to not really be the case uh still flipping through heather mullins from real america's voice uh twitter i think that's all she's got on that front um she seems to just be retweeting people that have retweeted but all of that stuff very very concerning when it comes to the georgia recount because imagine um, imagine if georgia was at the end of election day or whatever day they finished counting the first time if it was a percent and a half, if it was outside that automatic recount threshold, those votes would have just never been found. Now, the president has the opportunity to pay a lump sum of money to initiate a recount, which he likely would have. We're finding out that as of this morning on November 18th, 2020, that the Trump campaign is paying Wisconsin for a recount as well. So you can expect that Wisconsin's going to find some ballots that they just happen to not count the first time. We'll see that in the coming days because Wisconsin likely went for Trump bigly. Very, very bigly. But we'll see what happens. Another interesting fact about that, uh, there was, in 2016 in Wisconsin, I think Jill Stein, and don't quote me on this, I may be talking about the wrong candidate, paid for or was going to pay for a recount in Wisconsin, and they told her, in order to get a recount, you got to pay like $1.6 million. Now, I don't know if they actually paid that. I highly doubt they did. When the Trump campaign asked Wisconsin for a recount, you know what the price was? They quoted them. Almost $8 million. Now, why the discrepancy? You're counting the same votes. You're counting the same, uh, virtually the same amount of ballots. Why does Donald Trump have to pay six, seven million more dollars for the recount? Hmm, don't know. It's kind of strange.
But anyway, as you see all this, the point of this episode is to show you everything that's going on because it's a lot. Some of you guys get stressed out over trying to keep up with this every day, and I completely understand that. You don't need that kind of stress in your life. I try to package it in 30-minute to one-hour shows and cram all this information that you need to know in order to keep the faith and you can take that with you. You don't have to consume your whole day with the stuff as I do. And you can just spend an hour of your day processing this, move on, and just simply stay updated. That's the point of this podcast. But keeping the faith is the most important thing. And keeping a positive attitude about where this is going. Because I still have people asking me, sending me messages, multiple people. Listen, man. Be honest with me. I'm not going to tell anybody. This is off the record. But what do you really think is going to happen? And my answer is always the same. Donald Trump's going to win this election. Donald Trump, I'm not saying this just so y'all can keep the faith and so he can keep his support. I'm saying it because I believe it. I believe Donald Trump will emerge victorious. I understand the stats from the past, how recounts maybe change one, two hundred ballots. Nothing like this has ever happened, so why, why would you believe that it would happen this time? Two things. When it comes to Donald Trump, nothing that happens is normal. Everything you've seen about politics in the past is out the window. The second thing came from Donald Trump himself. And he said simply, don't bet against Donald Trump. Another reason to keep the faith, attorney Lynn Wood, one of Trump's attorneys between Lynn Wood, Rudy Giuliani, and Sidney Powell, says the team has... The smoking guns, plural, smoking guns to prove that Donald Trump won this election in a landslide. Now, this is coming from the Geller Report. Trump campaign attorneys Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell have the smoking guns to prove the president won the 2020 election, according to, uh, according to Lynn Wood. He said, I've seen sworn affidavits. I've seen sworn video statements. I think that Rudy and Sidney have done a magnificent job in a short period of time piecing together a solid legal case on what was intended to be a complicated scheme of fraud as it relates to the voting machines. He goes on to explain he's assisting the Trump campaign's legal fight in an unofficial capacity was referring to the equipment used by Canada-based company Dominion Voting Systems. Powell has said that she and her team are preparing to release evidence that will overturn election results in multiple states, claiming U.S. election software switched millions of votes from Trump to Biden. Keep the faith. These guys are the best in the business. They know what they're doing, and they're not going to give up on this president i can assure you make sure you share this video far and wide let your friends and family know about over the line whether that's on apple podcast spotify 
or here on YouTube. We're working to get towards a thousand subscribers on this YouTube channel. So it's very important that you share, you tell people about it, and we can uh, grow this thing and get the information out that people need to know. We're out of here, back with a brand new show tomorrow. And until next time, see you, Cole.